Hey sci-fi fans, this is Michael Trinko from Battlestar Galactica, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm ready to rock and or roll, sirs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast Listener Feedback Show. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Space Pants! Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, and with, with, that being, with, that, with that being said, <laughs> mind you, this is what Jim Arrowwood <laughs> sent in to us. Awesome. <laughs> Could you hear that, Em? Thank you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Had, so he had his band at school do this little blurb about space pants. Space pants. That's awesome. So I'm going to use it to start the show. And, uh, but I just had to play that there. So <laughs> thank you, Jim Arrowwood, for sending that in. It is hilarious. And we are very glad that you did that. So it is hilarious. So we, we did get some voicemail in from Colin, but man, uh, he's sending in about Doctor Strange. And since that's not out yet here in the U.S. of A. Uh, yeah. We, uh, yeah we're, so we're going to hold your voicemail, Colin. Although, I don't know. Hearing that great British voice is just uh, oh, we're missing that. I miss so. you, darling. So, I miss you, Colin. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but what we're going to do is we did get a voice in. Uh, we, did, we got an email in from Dell. I think it's Nakamura. Who wrote in and he's a new fan of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. So welcome, welcome, Adele Nakamura. Yeah, and uh, Emma, would you like to read this email from Adele? Uh, from Adele? No, <gasps> I, I, I love didn't her. say Adele. <laughs> I said Dell. <sighs> it sounded like you said from Adele, like you were being Captain uh, Dramatic. So I can get, yeah, here, I'll get down to, to uh, yes. Okay. I'll read, I'll read this part. All right. And what you can't see, listeners, is the magic going on of how I'm highlighting the Google Doc. All it's right, very, very, very technical, and it's all behind the scenes. It is. It's very it is. cool. It's so Del Nakamura. Uh, hello there. I'm a new fan to SFDP. Nice work. I found it when searching for sci-fi podcasts discussing Star Trek Beyond. As you should, because we are a good show. Yay. Uh, <laughs> like you guys, I also too. enjoyed Star Trek Beyond. Can consider it the best of the Kelvin Star Treks. Huh. I do find its biggest flaw, though, the development of the villain. When the reveal came out about showing Idris Elba, I found myself making a confused emoji face. All right. Uh, the setup was quite clunky. I agree. And the crazed revenge motivation was pretty tired and flimsy. So the bad guy destroyed the first ship and compromised that captain in order to send her back and lure the Enterprise back so he could destroy it and gain access codes and so on. With such a devastating swarm fleet, couldn't he have just attacked the Yorktown directly uh, and been done with it? I think there's some uh, explanation in there, but it's pretty convoluted. Yeah. So uh, what do you think about what he's saying so far, Miles? I'm going to have, well, it's it, it, it's fortuitous that uh, Star Trek Beyond is available on Blu-ray this week, and I think I'm going to 
I'll go out and buy it and watch it again um, and, and see, you know, just, just try to analyze it if that's a plot hole or not. Right, right. Uh, he goes, uh, any thoughts on what he said? Well, I agree with him. Like, if he had that crazy swarm thing going on, he could have just gone to town and been done with it. Like, No, no, no. He, he could have just... gone to Yorktown and been done with it. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> um, there's so much they could have done with that plot. And it was very, it was, it did, it didn't bug me as much as the Martha plot line of Superman versus Batman. Oh yeah, but you know, <laughs> here's the thing. But, I, I was able. I, I felt actually that, that I was talking to my kids about it, or maybe I was talking to you guys. I don't know who I was talking to about it. But the idea here is that there was a villain that you cared about, and. Um, and um, like he wasn't just one dimensional and bad. Like you understood. I mean, here's, you know, the Federation had kind of shelled this military man and didn't allow him to fight anymore because the Federation had taken a different direction. And and you kind of understood and empathized with his struggle. And even though why you couldn't condone his revenge, you're like, well, man, I totally get this guy, man. I, I understand. You know, he's like he's like he's like out with the old and with the new. Know, well, they had trained him to be one thing, and then yeah, it's 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 like the most massive case of PTSD. It's horrible. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I understand that. So, uh, anyways, his email goes on. So we got it. So we get yet another destroyed Enterprise and a world in jeopardy. And even though I was on board with the sabotage climax and did laugh heartily, it was just another example of setting up a very formidable, seemingly invincible adversary only to take them down with an unlikely, uh, you know, foible. That being said, the, the writing of the character interactions and moments really stood out. They were very Trek-like and made up for the plot weaknesses. Overall, the flaws of STB are the same kind that affect many blockbuster-type movies and previous Trek films. So otherwise, the movie was very enjoyable and pushed my Star Trek fan buttons in a way they haven't been pushed in a long time. I really think that the powers that be need to have Simon Pegg and Doug Young... Is that Jung or Young? How do you pronounce it? I don't know. Jung. Okay. Jung. Jung. Write Star Trek Four with a more reasonable timetable. Who knows what they can come up with? I mean, come on, four weeks. Seriously. Can't someone start a petition or something? I bet there is one out there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's kind of his rap. He says, this is an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought the movie was very good. It, not, it was not without its flaws. Our friend uh, John Frazier uh said but uh it was still still a very enjoyable star trek movie yeah and uh, and i agree give give simon pegg and 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 doug uh, doug young jung uh chance uh, sorry young uh, a chance i'll mm-hmm. get it right one of these times then um and give them a chance to have more than four weeks writing this thing i bet they can put something dynamite out yeah i mean from what we understand i mean it was i'm trying to remember it was it Orsi Kurtzman, um, they lost the writer, the original writer, and so they right. they were kind of between a rock and a hard place. I thought if if they that's all they had, I mean, I thought they did a pretty good job. If you can do this in four weeks, I mean, the, the bad guys in the last two Star Trek movies, they were less of a character, more of a plot device, and maybe that maybe this character was was also, but I thought he had a little more depth and uh, definitely had more depth. Um, so, and as far as the Enterprise being destroyed, I mean, yes, they destroyed it again. That's yeah. what they do in a Star Trek movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So they can right. have a new one. Yeah. Now, can you see the text on the screen? Yes. You can. Okay. Do you want to read this next part? Sure. I want to put in a, a request that you all check out and discuss uh, Terminator Genesis. I know. I know. Just hear me out. I watched this movie the other night, fully expecting an eye-rolling disaster, going in it with the lowest of expectations. And lo and <laughs> behold, I was pleasantly surprised and charmed by it. The plot is ridiculous. Cluster. Um, I won't uh, cluster F-bomb, of time travel convolution, <laughs> and perhaps I was just in the right frame of mind with a modest amount of intoxicants. <laughs> okay, so you have to be drunk to right, right, right. Yeah, Dell's one Dell, you you got a place in my heart, son. <laughs> <laughs> but it had some good Back to the Future, timey, future time shenanigans. I think you were going to say timey-wimey shenanigans. I, I thought that's what he was going to say, too. <laughs> a slathering of go- goofy humor, mostly poking fun at the, and making good use of Arnold's uh, comic timing, age, and, and emotive abilities. I think the new Kyle Reese, pretty darn adorable hot, and it has a happy ending. Uh, have any of you seen it? I recommend getting a bit uh, drunk and go into expecting a, a fun-to-watch bad movie. I see what you think. Even uh, Amelia Clark's uh, terrible acting grew on me by the end. In any case, it can make for a good conversation with different opinions and examination of the other movies in the series. Looking forward to more podcasts. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks, Del, for writing in and giving us your thoughts. So, did you see Terminator Genesis? I did, and I actually liked it. I don't think we actually reviewed it on the show. Were you intoxicated, Miles? No, I was not intoxicated. More than inebriated. But I I don't want to steal M's thunder, but M's uh, criticisms of the movie, I I thought that when we talked about, she she had valid criticisms of it. Okay, so you did watch it, M? Oh, Genesis? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I even paid full price. Yeah. Were you uh, were you intoxicated? <sighs> no, I should have been. Um, <laughs> it would have made it interesting. It was, there is a charm to it. I I'd have to. I'd I'd actually need to watch it again. I think it's on the HBO still, so I can just watch it. There. It's on Hulu also. But um, it, you know what? We should do it. We should invite Dell. We should be on it on the show with us. Yeah, so Dell contact us, and we're going to set up a time to go. Uh, what, I'm to on watch Facebook us. him right now, Dell Nakamura. Yeah, Facebook. Knock, him. knock, knock. Knock, knock. Hello, it, we have Dell Nakamura. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was terrible, but I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's. I'm just going to stop. All right. Well, we got one other uh, email in. This is from Colin, and we can't hear his beautiful voice, but he sent this one in when we talked about Avatar. We announced, I think, back in September that Avatar is. Avatar 2 is coming down the pike, and we had news on that. And do we care, I think, was kind of the framework. And this is what Colin had to say about it. He said, greetings one and all. So Avatar, are we bothered? No, not really. I mean, yes, the tech was groundbreaking at the time, but that was then. We had moved on. Look at... Look at the Matrix or Mad Max. They all broke the mold and spawned a myriad of copycat films. Avatar, to me, wasn't that great of a film. Sure, it looked great, more so if you watched it in 3D, but it wasn't anything that hadn't been done in other films in relation to the story. The Tree of Life is a common thing in mythology and fantasy. Humans being, be, humans being the bad guys was fun. Normally, we're fighting aliens for our lives. I also like the fact that it was that that the bad wasn't a Brit. I guess that's good for him. But as for <laughs> the rest of the story, no great shades. I mean, unobtainium thought long and hard about that one. So for Avatar two five, I'll watch him on demand, but not at the box office unless well it clashes with Jessica Jones 
and a plethora of other shows I'm watching. Live long and podcast. Hmm. So, Colin, thanks for writing in. And not bothered. Sorry, Avatar 2, not for him. The only thing, in retrospect, why I might be interested is because what, what, what is James Cameron going to do? Uh, he, he hasn't done many sequels. And so mm. he did Terminator 2, and I thought Terminator 2 was really good. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other sequels off the top of my head. Well, maybe is Aliens 2 he, he did. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, when James Cameron makes a movie, it typically looks stunning. And I think that we're kind of, I'm kind of like, I'm not really excited about Avatar 2, but maybe when the trailer hits, I might change my mind. The fact that James Cameron still has his hand on it makes me think maybe this might have something. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I, I mean, he's, he, he hasn't disappointed much in, in, in giving us movies. And so I'm, I'm holding a flicker hope that this, this could be something, not, not just a sequel, but something, you know. Something good. Yeah. Em, your thoughts on this? What Colin's saying? Um, so... I'm trying to form it... I don't really have an opinion, again. Shocker. Um, Miracles are happening all over the place tonight. I know. Zip it, you. (laughs) Um, It's just not an episode, so I have to tell you. Um, I don't know. I'm curious what story he has to tell. And the one of the big, like, key things about Avatar was its incredibly unique delivery of a story. Right. And since that has now become almost a standard of storytelling in the film and in some instances of the film industry, um, I'm he's really got to make it about the story. So, and he's he's a good teller. He's a, he, and he cares about the stuff he does. It's rare that he puts out a stinker. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So, I think that it comes down to exactly kind of what you're hinting at is, so if the story is compelling enough, the dressing's been done. Unless he comes back and does something even more amazing than what he did in Avatar 1 visually, um, then, then there has to be a really incredible, unique story that draws me back in. Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. So. The fact that he hasn't done many sequels means maybe he has more of a story to tell. Yeah, maybe. So, I mean, um, I'm trying to think of a movie he did that bombed. I mean... I'm sure. Um, Let me Google bad James Cameron films. Let's see what happens. Let's bad James. I mean, Titanic Cameron. was not... Man, that, just, that movie just sank. <laughs> <laughs> The first one on the list, Titanic. <laughs> but that wasn't bad. I mean, it was a. I mean, that made him buku bucks, and I watched that movie three times in the theater and haven't watched it since. But you know. But I mean, name a, a James Cameron movie that bombed at the box office. Yeah. I don't. I mean, um. In, in the last, you know, twenty-five years, I don't. I don't. Uh, that will be a Wikipedia thing. Hold on. Yeah, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. James Cameron, Wikipedia. Let's look at his filmography. He's a Canadian. It should have... There's usually... 
Let's see. So 1984 was Terminator. Well, here AMC did a movies that flopped for James Cameron. And let's see what they are. Um, Piranha 2, The Spawning. Apparently. He wrote that one. What year did that come out? Eighty-one. Yeah, that was. That's... I was ten years old. Oh, he he did one Ghosts of the Abyss that made twenty-two million dollars worldwide box office. Aliens of the Deep. Oh, but that was a documentary. Yeah. Um... I wonder if Ghosts of the Abyss is another one of his documentaries. It might be. Uh... Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. A, it was actually a documentary on the Titanic, so it didn't make a ton of money. So, wow! Like all of these, but most well, of- except for Piranha Two, the spawning got a seven Rotten Tomatoes. Terminator, the Terminator, a hundred Rotten Tomatoes. Alien, ninety eight percent. The Abyss, eighty nine. Terminator Two, Judgment Day, ninety three. True Lies. 72 percent is the lowest rating after Piranha. He just doesn't. And make, then, he doesn't make a ton of bad movies. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Even even his even his documentaries had eighty percent plus um, Rotten Tomato reviews. So that's pretty so, good. So maybe we have to. While we're not, maybe we're just kind of like, eh, right now. I think we really, in a sense, got to give James Cameron the benefit of that. He hasn't let us down in a long time. No. <laughs> oh, now that you've said it, way to ruin it, Miles. You set it up. <laughs> now this movie's out loud. Suck. I jinxed him. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks. Oh, he wrote Brambo First Blood Part Two. Did he really? Direct, did he direct it or just write it? He wrote it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> that was a good movie. Okay. Okay. That's not something I would expect from James no, Cameron. I know. But, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Colin. Thanks, Del, for uh, writing in. And uh, I think that's about it. We don't have any other feedback. Are okay. we, uh, we good to go wrap up the show here? Let's wrap it up. All right. Then why don't you take it away, Miles? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. Space Band. Space Band.